Hello and welcome to another edition of In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we're going to talk about chocolate chip cookies. Uh, one of the things I'm known for is my fabulous chocolate chip cookies. I'm not just saying that, I mean people think they're fabulous. So I'm going to tell you how to make them today. I'm not going to give you my recipe though because if I give you my recipe I'd have to kill you and none of us likes that. Uh, but what I'm going to do is tell you how to make a really good chocolate chip cookie, if that's something that you've always wanted to do. Um, my recipe basically is the same recipe that's on the back of a bag of Nestle's Toll House chips. Uh, that is the standard of all chocolate chip recipes, and I know people are always trying to look for a really good or different recipe to impress someone with, but that is a very good base recipe. What happens though is people try to shortcut it. So um, I am a firm believer in if you want your baked goods or whatever you're making to taste good, you should use quality ingredients. That doesn't always mean the most expensive ingredient, but it means the best ingredient available. Um, I, for example, uh, some people think that butter and margarine are interchangeable and even shortening or butter flavored shortening. Um, in my opinion, shortening is poison, so I would not use that. It's basically just um, hydrogenated vegetable oil, so basically you're making, you would be making a baked good or whatever with, you know, a big pile of garbage basically. I don't know. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. It's not butter. So um, I always use butter in uh, cookie recipes, particularly even um, oftentimes in cakes or other baked goods, I would use butter as the fat if shortening is called for or is referenced as a substitute. I don't like to use that. I don't even like to use margarine because you're kind of in the same boat. So I prefer butter. So you want a good quality cookie or baked good, you want to use butter. Um, all butter is also not created equal. So I would definitely recommend avoiding store brand butters because sometimes I've found they've had like a really odd taste to them uh, and uh, it's just one of those things it's it, I guess it's all in what you like but what's kind of a funny thing um, I've gotten store brand butters that had like a weird almost a chemical kind of a flavor to them so I try to avoid them anymore after having a bad experience like that I stick to Local brands are okay. Um, if there's a local farm brand to use, that's okay. If uh, you know if you've had good success with your store brand, that's fine too. But I would just be very cautious and always use a salted butter. Don't use unsalted butter to make cookies. It's not necessary. Sometimes unsalted butter can also have a little bit of an odd flavor. Uh, I use light brown sugar, and that's store brand is fine. Um, a little tip. If you need to store your light brown sugar, store it in the refrigerator, in your refrigerator. Put a good tight seal on the bag or put it into another bag, like a Ziploc freezer bag or something, but um, store it in your refrigerator. You might have to, as I am doing right now, good grief, this powdered sugar has gravel in it. 
for God's sake. So I'm pulling the gravel out. When you're stirring, if you feel like you encounter something hard in there, it's usually a piece of brown sugar from your bag that has solidified into an aggregate. So get that out of there because they, they, don't, they don't melt. I mean, you would think they would, but believe me, they don't. Um, white sugar, you just want to use a regular white sugar. Do not use super fine. Super fine can really mess up a recipe because it's actually super fine. The granules are so small that it puts a lot more sugar in than you initially intended to be in there. And it doesn't kind of doesn't work the same. So just get regular old uh, white sugar. Now, obviously, you know, we're, we're not going for super healthy on these cookies. If you wanted to, though, I have substituted raw sugar, organic sugar, um, any of those kind of things. Organic sugar works really, really well. It does give an odd aftertaste to the cookie because of the fact that it hasn't been processed. So if that's something you think someone might not enjoy, you may not want to use it. But uh, raw sugar or organic sugar works fine. Now, I just mixed my brown sugar my white sugar and my butter together and you want to have it mixed pretty well you don't want to have it like whipped up like icing or something I always mix by hand I prefer to do that just so I can feel the product because I I want to achieve a certain texture so I always mix by hand I'm going through with my butter knife that I scrape my spoon with right now to see if there's any other chunks of rock in here from that sugar I've never seen anything like that okay now eggs Always crack your eggs into a separate bowl, which you probably know from watching the millions of cooking shows that are on. But the reason you want to do that, there's a couple good reasons. One is, if your egg is bad, you know it right away. If your egg is bad, the white will be cloudy. Specks in your egg are not a big deal. Those are just little, sometimes, um, things, chicken food or whatever, I don't know. I just call them that, but it's not what they are. But if your egg white is cloudy, then your egg, chances are, is not good. So don't use it. Don't take a chance with it. Either throw it away or save it to mix in with your dog food, which is wonderful for dogs, and they love it. Um, another reason is, if you happen to crack your egg and a piece of shell goes in, you can get it back out again because you do not want a piece of shell going into your cookies, obviously. So that's why you want to crack it into an extra bowl. I like to use range eggs. I buy Land O'Lakes uh, cage-free or range eggs because they're just a they're just a better quality egg. You can you can tell just by looking at the uh, looking at the yolks, beautiful orange yolk makes a beautiful final cookie when you're done. They just have such a wonderful color. So I've got my eggs in there. I'm making a triple batch right now because I bake for a local coffee shop. And uh, if I don't have extra cookies, my family turns against me, kind of like, you know, in those Frankenstein movies when the town comes after the monster, that's how they are, pitchforks, axes, you know, they're coming after me. So I have to make extra, always make extra. Especially when you're, when you're uh, doing it for a specific thing, like a specific event, make sure you make extra for whoever there is at home so that they don't feel dist in any sort of way, you know. Okay, you want to mix your eggs in until they're very thoroughly, very nicely thoroughly mixed in. Good exercise for you just using the spoon. 
I just say that it probably really isn't, but it sounds nice, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, and then we're going to put in vanilla. Here's another thing. If you want to have a good cookie or a good baked product, use real vanilla. Don't mess around using imitation vanilla. It's like, it's kind of a waste to me to put all this effort into making something, you know, and using fake stuff in it. Because, you know, if you're going to take in calories, why not take in good calories? Why take in bad calories? So I use real vanilla. I had some here that was made with bourbon. It was really good. Um, this is just regular old vanilla that's made with vodka. <laughs> Mix that in. And you want to get your wet ingredients mixed up really, really well. And like I said, check in there, see if you see any brown sugar gravel poking its ugly little head out. Now, I use kosher salt in my baking. Uh, I like kosher salt, so that's what I use. I also try to use good flour whenever I can. Um, I prefer, the brand I prefer, as far as a store brand, is Robin Hood. It doesn't matter what you're baking, you always get a good finished product with Robin Hood flour. Um, I use a couple other brands from other stores, uh, but a good, even a good... A good general purpose flour is what you want for cookies, but even if you have a decent bread flour, that'll work too in a pinch. So, and what you want to do when you mix your flour in your dry ingredients, I always mix my flour, salt, and baking powder or baking soda together first before I put them in the wet ingredients and make sure they're mixed well because then you get a really much better distribution than you do if you just throw them all in there together. So, and when you're doing uh, chocolate chip cookies or any sort of a drop cookie, you want the texture of your dough to be not dry and not wet, but right in the middle. And I would say, if you're stirring it and it's real sticky, you're going to want to add more flour to it because what happens then is you're going to bake a cookie that's going to spread. And you don't want your cookies to spread. You want them to stand up, stand up real nicely and, you know, have a good texture to them. So, even my, my cookie spread every once in a while, I don't know. I think, I like to think of myself as a amateur baker because a professional baker wouldn't do some of the stupid things I do when I'm baking, so, you know, forget things and whatnot. And then, for the chocolate chips, Here's another thing. I use a good quality chocolate chip for a few cents more. You mean you're saving, you're saving a quarter by buying a cheap store brand chocolate chip. That's what you're saving. And if you want a really good finished product, use the better quality items. I prefer either Hershley, Hersh, Hershley's, Hershley's chocolate chips. They're a very localized brand. I prefer Hershey's chocolate chips or Nestle's chocolate chips. And as I'm doing today, I blend them because they each have a little bit of a different flavor. And I like both of them for different reasons, you know, but that's the brands that I prefer to use. Um, 
sometimes you can get the, if you really want to make a really hot cookie, you can get the Giordelli brand chocolate chips, which are absolutely out of this world. But they're generally cost prohibitive for what I'm doing. So, but I mean, you know, not only am I giving these to my family, but I'm also selling them. So I want them, I want to have a really good quality finished product. Okay, now when your dough, if your dough's right, what you're going to have is a nice dough, slightly sticky, not too sticky, and it's going to be uh, not dry looking. I need a little bit more flour in this. I can tell them a little bit. Oh, it's the only problem when you're doing a great big batch. It's so hard to get it all incorporated. I think I'm going to have a little bit more because I'm kind of worried about the consistency of that. Okay, so I'm just adding a couple little handfuls of flour there just to make it a little better. Okay. Nestle's and Hershey's semi-free chocolate chips here. That's one of the things that makes my cookies a little bit different. That's a good secret to know. Don't be afraid to mix stuff up a little, you know. And then throw them on the floor. That's a good thing to do, too. God. What am I, impaired? Okay. I'll have to sweep those up in a minute or else they'll be on my shoes. But blend your chocolate chips in pretty good. And then the last thing is baking them. I use um, a cookie scoop to make them all consistently sized, uh, which is really nice. I love using a cookie scoop, though, because, man, it's so fast. You just pop them things up, boom, 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 go right down the line. So um, I don't put them too close together, because if they do happen to spread a little bit, then they're all spreading into each other, and that's not good. And then, what I do for my cookies, I bake them for 10 minutes in the middle of the oven, and I move them to the top rack for two minutes. So they're baked a total of 12, minute, 12 minutes at 375, or 365, I'm sorry, not 375, 365. It should be 350, but our oven is off. Our oven's a little so. cool. <laughs> One good thing to do, since we just mentioned that, um, you can buy an oven thermometer fairly cheaply. They clip onto the rack in your oven. It is a very good idea to invest in one and check your oven temperature periodically because I was having a little bit of trouble with some product and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So it occurred to me that maybe my oven temperature wasn't right. And I went and got an uh, thermometer and sure enough I tried a few different temperatures and I was getting consistently 15 degrees cooler than the setting I was setting it at. So that let me know that I needed to turn my temperature up a little bit. So on the cookies I baked them at 365 for uh, 12 minutes total, 10 in the middle, 2 in the top rack. When I take them out I let them cool on the cookie sheet for about 8 minutes and I remove them let them cool for just a couple minutes on a cooling rack, and then I put them straight into a plastic container and put the lid on. 
because that allows them, while they cool, you're still keeping some moisture in there. Um, and that it is a very good trick because uh, the first chocolate chip cookies that I ever made, I sent them with my daughter to a youth group meeting and the kids were throwing them at each other because they were so hard they couldn't eat them. And then I thought, i got to figure out how to make a good cookie. So through trial and error and many terrible taste tests, I finally came to this recipe and I've stuck with it ever since. So that's it. I'm going to bake these and get them put away and I think they're going to turn out really nicely. So thank you for listening today. If you're listening and if you're not listening, too bad for you.